Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're back. Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) We took last week off because last week was Thanksgiving week. It um, It was the week of giving thanks. Yeah, and we were actually traveling yeah, so we uh, quick recap for us. Welcome back to the epi- back to the podcast. Sorry, we got to remember know. how to do this. We have to get back into the swing of things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we went up to New Jersey, uh, up to Elizabeth uh, in New Jersey. That's about what 30, 45 minutes outside of New York City. Yes. And we went up there. That's where Janice is from. So we went up there and visited with her family. I got to meet her childhood friends. Uh, met my dad. Met the dad. That was great. Yeah, shout out to you. That was uh that was awesome. It was everything I thought it would be. I wasn't um, <coughs> you know, I w- I didn't think it was gonna be like toxic or anything. So yeah, I mean, I think this is makes it like official, official, right? Because now our both of our families know about each other. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what? So what did you think about the whole? Like, what was the trip recap for you? Was it good? Yeah, I think it was great, and I think it was the perfect amount of time. So we went for four days. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was just enough time for us to get to see everybody. We also spent a day being tourists in New York City, yeah, which was, was fun. Um, I got to kind of show you, you know, kind of my old stomping grounds yeah. and just relive days in the city and going to Canal Street and. You know, seeing the the World Trade Center and all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, that was wild. That was yeah. Cool. So I, it was a lot of fun. I think it was just like the perfect amount of time for us to spend with people, but not like let it l- like overstay its welcome. You know? Yeah, and the weather was great. It was, uh, I mean, it was a little chilly, but it wasn't you know anything that I thought it would be. You know, that was the farthest north I've been um, during the winter time. So. That was that was a, that was a good thing, and then I did my typical New York thing, and I got the the fake Louis belt, <laughs> and the fake Louis bag. You kind of have to go to Canal Street and buy something fake, like it's a <coughs> rite of passage as a tourist. Yeah, and honestly, me being such a simpleton, I <laughs> I can't tell the difference. They look pretty good. 
I was checking them out. I mean, for what I paid for them, I mean, geez, it was a steal of a deal. So Yeah, and I used to go over there uh, when I was a teenager, get my fake coach bags, uh, you know, fake Louis bags, all that passage, stuff. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, now having been on the other side where now I do own some real designer stuff, it's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. Okay, it really is. It's just like you're buying a status, and honestly, like, I throw the bag around like it's worth $50 even though I shouldn't. So if you're not going to be the type of person that's, like, hyper vigilant about your designer goods, like, don't buy them. Don't be that person. Yeah, it worked out. It's great because, I mean, they look really, really, I mean, for being fake, they're really well well made. That's the best place to buy them. It's it's better quality than a bag off of Amazon or something. I've gotten a few of them. Um, nothing that looked like fake designer, but you know, just they were they were great, and it's it's not something that you're gonna wear all the time, right? Right? It's just that one time you're gonna have your shirt buttoned in or tucked in. Well, you have a belt for the occasion, and then with the bag as well. That's for traveling or something like that. So mm-hmm. definitely had to do that. Yes. So like you mentioned, it was very chilly out up in the northeast, and uh, I think this is a perfect segue for us to hop into today's discussion, which is cuffing season. Tis the season to be cuffing. <laughs> this is right. It's uh, This is the thing, especially, you know, in the colder states where we actually have season changes. I know growing up in North Carolina where we had the season changes, it was definitely a vibe. You know, this was like the time, like, you know, football season was over. Everything's starting to get cold. It's hoodies. Like, people are starting to get with who they were talking to you're blah, bombarded blah, blah. by the christmas music at the store you're just like oh man i wish i had somebody to buy christmas gifts for uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's uh, yeah so it's that thing too because i mean um i don't think that there's really besides thanksgiving i don't think that there's really anything in the winter that we celebrate you know well, I mean valentine's <coughs> day which is another cold weather holiday it feels I guess like so, yeah, it's February. all like the cold and all the communal gatherings happen for some reason mm-hmm. and then i think that's also why people <laughs> get fucking colds and the flu and shit during the winter because we're actually spending more time together during the cold seasons than we do in the summers i think yeah don't be out there spreading c19 okay <laughs> like we don't need another influx or another what is what was it another uh pandemonium <laughs> yeah we don't need any of that uh, honestly even if it did happen that would be fine It'd no be i don't want to do that look as millennials like i think we've survived enough shit in our short time span here on earth that if nothing else happens i'll be very very happy facts <laughs> yeah so um all right so we did the we we went up there that was great and then janice is going to be getting the keys to a new house. Well, uh, let's rephrase. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, we're doing this together. <laughs> right, so we're moving in. So yes. that, that's that's the big news for you guys. So we're moving in. Um, I think we j- we just hit our eight month, right? Mm-hmm. So eight months, and then by the time we all we get moved in and settled, it'll be closer towards the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So for our timeline, since some of you guys are keeping up with our love love story as it goes. Um, you know, we started traveling a month after meeting each other. We met in February. Right. We reconnected in March. March, We made it official in March. Yeah, that was the Puerto Rico trip. Yeah. And we decided relatively recently, like, you know, we're (coughs) spending so much time at each other's houses. Yeah. My house is literally (laughs) empty 50% of the time. Yours as well. And it's kind of just like, are we building together? The answer is yes. So, like, let's consolidate and go take the next step. 
Yeah, it definitely is the thing. Um, down here in Florida where we're at, um, in the, the Tampa area, the, the economy is kind of starting to go back down as far as the housing prices and everything. Um, the house that, that we were able to get, uh, even though it's renting, it's still below what we would what would be happening with a mortgage, right? Yeah. And honestly, Which is crazy because usually it's usually the other way around. Right, and so, but it works out for us in our timeline because even though we we're going to be moving in after being together for nine months, we're not close to being able to like be able to put each other our, our names on a joint thing like that. You yeah. know, that's going to be something that takes time. So everything's happening for a reason. The house that we're moving into is like uh, I, that's pretty much what we're going to be building or moving into when we actually buy something will be something that's like this. So the fact that it's in the part of town we wanted to be in. With the test drive. It's the, it's, it kind of worked out. Good price range. I mean, between your bills at your place and then my bills at my place, you know, we're probably looking around. <coughs> I think I was talking with your parents about it. I think we're right around like six or $7,000 <coughs> between yeah, the two of us. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, we would um, be consolidating <coughs> that substantially and saving like anywhere between like 35 to 40% just by combining. Yeah, which is, which is huge, you yeah. know, because that's, uh, I mean, you know, not that we're super strapped or hurting, but every little bit helps. And we don't know what's going to happen with this market coming up, right? Um, I don't have any debt. I don't think Janice has really any debt either. Car. Right, which is could be taken care of if we needed to. Mm -hmm. You know, we could get that out of there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I, we just we got we're we're going into the the right space be to kind of come into 2024. It's election year. Yeah. This everybody's. I mean, there's a lot of for sale signs that are popping up, and a lot of these homes. I mean, there's a house that she was looking at. It's it's been on the market for like three months. Regardless. Oh God, no! Like I made an offer on it in May, like oh. a week after what was listed. Mm -hmm. The inspection fell through. There was a lot of issues. The sellers did not want to fix it, and so the house went back on the market. And it's literally been on the market since then. So we're talking May to December. That's seven months now, and that is something that we're seeing uh, more and more often, where right. homes are going up for sale. They're staying for sale. Um, deals are falling through because typically financing, because mortgages are so damn expensive right now. So we figure, you know what? Let's test drive living together, first of all, because that's important as a relationship progresses in general. But also, like, it's just not a time to buy, in my opinion. And I hear more and more, like, financial people in the circle talking about, like, this is not the time unless it's just a must or, you know, if right. you're just in a financial situation where, like, you don't really care what's happening with interest rates, um, good for you. I'm very happy for you. But I did see on Facebook Marketplace this morning, it pops up with, like, today's deals mm -hmm. or whatever. And there was 40 acres in the middle of Florida and, like, the northern part. But between here and Ocala, $169,000. And it has 40 acres. 40 acres. Who the hell wants to live in Ocala? Well, but that's like the retirement thing, yeah. right? So it's 40 acres that had a six to eight foot freshwater creek. Mm -hmm. So it's like a step between a creek and a river. Full, I mean, it had, it looked like the Rainbow River when we went to the, do the mm -hmm. kayaking, very clear like that. Mm -hmm. And so they've got the running water on there. They've got a little log cabin. You know, it was probably somebody's hunting property. Those deals are out there. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that you like, you know, you buy that and then sit on it for a few years, build your coin up, kind of design what kind of house you want, and then whatever, you know, but... You do make a sacrifice, though, just living in the middle of nowhere where yeah. you're not going to really have a social life. Yeah. And I think for me, that was one of the things that I was thinking about when I wanted to move, because right now in the area that I'm in, it's very popular with, like, 
families with little kids. Yeah. There's not really a downtown. There's not really shit to do here. Right. And, you know, spending time in your neck of the woods, I was just like, this is more of my vibe. I want to go to new restaurants. I want there to be, like, outdoor activities, lots of stuff to do. It's too, like, you know, people in their 30s who are just childless and have a lot of free time in our hands. I want to live in a city that is more reflective of, like, what I like to do. And so that's why, um, you know, when I was looking for a place, I was living closer to you. And it was really important for me to, for us, to have, like, a neutral new space. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want it to be, like, you're moving in with me or I'm moving in with you in your existing place. Just because I think it's really good to have, like, this fresh reset when you're building a life together. And you start making your memories and building your future like together in a neutral space that doesn't have anything tied to the past mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I, I even though I liked you, I liked your area and we're moving there. I didn't want to move into your house. Right. Yeah. And plus, my house is really small, too. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the, the space. And honestly, the location, the fact that it is right on busy, um, high r- uh, busy road. right? Yeah. It's a house that's in between a bunch of businesses that used to be houses that have been turned into businesses. So. It's um, it is a little precarious. It's not really a lot of room. You guys will, um, I think that I'll do a little video before we move in. Um, I'll be particular about not showing too much about where it's at or the layout of the house. But you guys will be able to see the common area and then like our b- the backyard and the shop where I'll be working on the trucks and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely going to be a fresh change. Are you excited? Yeah, absolutely. Super stoked. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, it's going to be good. You know, we were just up in Jersey with with her family and um, the first night, the first night, I mean, we landed there early in the morning and we're getting ready to leave and I think your mom was trying to talk to me and your dad got my attention. He's like, your future (laughs) mother-in-law. Yes, they already declared. So I said, well, you know what? That means I'm not asking. (laughs) And then uh, I think that Thanksgiving night, it got brought up again too. um, Yeah, you pretty much have, um, you're locked in. Yeah, you're the only <laughs> ones that didn't say it was your your two childhood girlfriends. Oh, no, but I mean, we sat with them for two hours. They're going to need to get to know you more. But they did sing your praise, and they're like, oh, we really like his energy. He's very chill. Yeah. I'm happy that you're happy, and, um, you know, best of luck to you all. It'd be really cool to, to do something, um, you know, whenever we do get moved in and settled. I know that we have plans right after New Year's to go to, to PR, mm-hmm. but maybe we could figure something out with – um, maybe like a New Year's get together or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's too soon because I know you're you're purging pretty much all your furniture. Mm-hmm. My furniture is just gonna be, we use what we use, um, and then like my couch and stuff that's just gonna go in the in the shop area. So there's like a little man's land section out there. So you know I could go out there and watch videos I'm not supposed to be watching <laughs> in the house. <laughs> All you guys out there, a lot of you guys that are super married, I know you guys have like a weird, <laughs> well, there, um, that movie, I Love You, Man. Did you see that yes, movie? Yes, I did. He had a jerk-off station? <laughs> 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 okay, Christ. so for some context for you guys, it's <laughs> a movie called I Love You, Man with Paul Rudd and that other guy. Yeah. And um, I think it's the guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It is, yeah. Yeah. Clumsy guy. Yeah. So that's the clumsy guy is a single guy, blah, blah, blah. He's got like a whole detached garage that's like his music man cave thing. And oh, God. He's got a recliner that has a big old bottle of Jergens <laughs> lotion and then like a, a Tupperware full of new condoms. 
And the guy's in a bunch of Kleenex, and he's like, what the hell's going on over here? He's like, oh, that's my jerk-off station. And dude's like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> so anyways, no, I, you didn't even know you I will not, will not, not, and I don't need one, but I will, <laughs> I will not have one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Today's episode is I'm jerk-off station. Yeah, this is brought to you by Trojan Condoms. No. Um, Could be. I'm glad you have a detached garage. You have a nice little man cave over there. Yeah, it's perfect because, you know, I'm going to be, you know, flipping these cars and trucks and stuff like that. So at least I have a dedicated area because my yes. little driveway is too much. Yes. Too tiny. Yeah. I've gotten some stuff done already, but not not what that shop's going to see. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, yeah, we're picking up the keys this week, uh, and we'll show you guys more details as time goes on. Yeah. Okay, so let's hop into today's discussion. Um, as the weather gets chillier, the relationships tend to increase and there's actually an article here from wellandgood.com that I want to uh, dive into. So the title is Cuffing Season 2023 is here and it's about to look a whole lot different. Here's what dating experts mm. say to expect. Let's see. This is interesting. Uh, okay, so for anybody who hasn't heard of cuffing season, babe, how would you define it? Cuffing season is just a, a term for this is the time of year when everybody likes to shack up and be in a relationship. Cuffing season is, um, you know, you, you start a new relationship. Um, maybe it's not designed to last the longest, but it's designed to last you through the holidays. Till hot girl summer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's some, a lot of times it's a mutual thing, too. You know, it might be somebody you've been crushing on since the summer and you guys have been kind of hooking up or whatever. And it's like, hey, well, you know, shit's kind of dead out here on the dating scene right now. You guys you just want to shack up and meet each other's family or mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, it's that's that's cuffing season to me. So. Okay. Yeah. No, that's pretty much accurate. And there is some biology associated with why we as human beings do this. Got to generate some heat. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, uh, you know, having a partner or a warm body with which to cuddle in the winter may have started as a means for people to share resources and better cope with food scarcity and tough weather conditions. According to psychologist Sarah Hill, she says, we're motivated to draw closer to others during periods of time that would have been exposing us to harsher environmental conditions. So mm -hmm. this is actually like a biological thing that happens. Um, but even in a modern context, you know, this is a thing that, that, that happens. So dreary weather in most places puts a lot of outdoor activities off the table and limits right. your potential for mood boosting exposure to sunlight which makes it natural for you to look for other ways to get that serotonin hit right. like a fresh relationship. This is probably where Netflix and chill originated too, mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, hey, it's snowing outside. You want a Netflix and chill? Well, might order a pizza or something. Hey, I mean, I remember when it was going to snow and stuff in North Carolina and I would have buddies come over. I'd go over to buddy's house pretty much knowing we're going to miss school the next day. It yep. was like, you know, it was sick. You know, I mean – it's a different version of Netflix and chill, but right. you know, hey. <laughs> so apparently the whole cuffing season landscape is changing now. Oh, shit, okay. Because, you know, traditionally it was just you get somebody to get you through the cold weather and then post-Valentine's Day you just decide to start prepping for a single summer. Yeah. Right? And so apparently what's happening is that the general state of the world is shaping modern daters' desires, according to this article. Okay. The past several years have put us through a collective ringer as we've re reckoned with major political injustices, anxiety about climate change and the economy and the pandemic. Blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, apparently, in May of this year, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services released a report outlining the scope of what is being called the loneliness epidemic, oh. which found that Americans of all demographics are lonely. So, basically what's happening is that even though cuffing season is here, people are still being way more intentional with dating in a way that maybe in the past it wasn't the case. Okay. So daters are now looking for the same thing right now that they want in the summer, which is a mutual, logical, and gradual connection that is genuinely good, not just good for now. Okay. Yeah, I guess I was yeah, I guess that kind of I was kind of thinking about that a little bit, right? When I was like, you know, you guys kind of have a mutual agreement or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I guess it would it would make sense, especially if it's somebody that you guys, you know, you guys are in a mutual space and it's like if I could, if I wanted to be with somebody now, I would probably choose you and vice versa. But for now, let's just choose each other and then wait. Yeah, and see if you find something better. Apparently, that's just not the mindset that people are in right now. Wow. So a September 2023 survey of more than 2,000 adults on this topic of cuffing season confirms that 57% of Gen Z respondents say they were looking for a serious relationship no matter what the season. Hmm while nearly half of the respondents said that they do not participate in cuffing season because they think it's an outdated narrative. Mm. So, you know, much of, that old. Yeah, much of that narrative has become associated with finding somebody to bring home for the holidays. Um, uh, you know, so daters in the past have basically just been like, I'm going to throw my goals and dreams of a relationship out the window just to have somebody to bring home to the family dinner so I don't fucking get questions about, like, why are you still single? Uh, but yeah. now, apparently, more daters are prioritizing positive intentionality and seeking out something more meaningful than just something born out of pressure or convenience hmm. which i think is good because i feel like the whole concept of like let me just bag somebody until i find something better is a very fucking toxic way to operate yeah i think that's i think you want that's to be a placeholder yeah this is true i feel like that's somebody who a probably has somebody else on their mind or something, mm -hmm. you know, or has some type of agenda and they just haven't gotten there yet. It's, you know, like a checklist. Yeah. You know, so that they're just like, I, this person is great, but not yet. I feel like this happens a lot for women. We're like, you know, I have so many friends who have just settled for like bare, mediocre ass relationships. And we did talk to one recently. Yeah, that's where true. Where it's just like, sh I'm like, girl, by all accounts of your description of this relationship, it is giving mediocre as fuck, and you yeah. are not satisfied in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And then we asked her, like, well, why are you still here? And right. her answer was like, well, I just don't like change. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, then, you know, something's got to be keeping you around. It's got to be the sex or something. And she's like, when it actually, you know, when it happens. Yeah, which, so The sex is not there. The, you know, the, uh, the guy's not as alpha as she wants or really as she needs, to They're be completely honest. incompatible in a lot of different ways. Yeah, she needs the rock. <laughs> She would probably lose her shit over the But rock. that's the thing. It's like I feel like a lot of people just settle. And, you know, cuffing season, I think, originally did represent kind of settling for whatever was best at the moment and just hoping that, like, you know, next season you can go and upgrade the model. Right. So um, this is interesting. Some of the qualities that daters are most seeking this cuffing season fall in line with not just cuffing season, but just like intentional dating. So mm -hmm. uh, there was a survey done by Bumble and respondents said that they were looking most often for kindness, 53%, a sense of humor, 53%, and similar interests and hobbies, 50%. Yeah, I mean, that seems like people are not really uh, being too picky because they've 
you know, once you run through a certain amount of people, you know, um, you get over your physical quirks, right? You get over your things of like, oh, this physical attribute ma- drives me crazy about this person. And then, you know, you have your fling and then it moves on. And then the same thing with like the nice guy who's not, you know, maybe he's got a gap in his teeth, right? <laughs> like, I love it. Hey, but you're like, hey, you know, I've s- I fucked with the nice guys. It's not quite <laughs> what I was looking for, you know? You got to figure it out. And then and now you just get to the point where you're like, a little bit of nice, a little bit, laugh. Of, little bit of laughter and some good dick and we're all good. And we and we got some shit in common, right? Because it can't just be. I think I've, I've also seen people who like pursue the relationship because of the sex. And then it's like, OK, but beyond that, like, what do you actually have in common? Right. Do you actually enjoy doing things other than just having sex? Because there has to be some some other reason we've why y'all we've get seen along. that on the ninety days. Yes. The fucking oh my god. Ecuadorian guy. No, and with Johan. Pedro. No, not Pedro. Whatever the other guy. Yeah, the guy that's with the witch. Mm-hmm. I forget what her name is, but they are clearly j- together just for sex. Right. And then we just saw the craziness with um, Johan and Danielle. Yeah. That apparently, you know, the entire time they've been in a relationship, he was digging down a bunch of other women. She had no idea. And when you see their interaction, I could predict without even knowing what was going on this is just a relationship where she is digmatized yeah she was yeah and not really living in reality right the man was not trying to build no kind of fucking future with her he did he did toss around having some kids yeah but that's just like just to spread his seed it wasn't because she's the one spread his seed. you know what i mean like i think he was just going off of some well that's just what we do well i mean he (laughs) he's gonna have like 12 kids (laughs) good for him all like those women are going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so glad I <laughs> had it. be fighting over each other. Um, oh, this is interesting, too. So an August 2023 survey of more than 2,000 Hinge users, shout out to Hinge, that's how we met. Shout out to you. Feel free to sponsor us. <laughs> um, they found that a whopping 93% of people are looking to date someone emotionally vulnerable. Okay. It's a sexy thing to be able to tell somebody how you actually feel. Yeah, it's and you know, it's to be and we've talked about it as well too, but to be in touch with your own emotions and stuff, especially as a man is crazy. You know, it, it does a lot for you. It's it probably is I would say it's right up there with making making a woman laugh. Oh yeah. I think that it's it's pretty much as powerful as to have some emotional intelligence. What would you say to a guy who's like, you know, I know I need to work on my emotional vulnerability. Like what the fuck does that mean? What do I do? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I would probably head over to BetterHelp, and then I would use the promo code Corazon <laughs> so I could get 10% <laughs> off, and then I would put him on. Um, but no, I, I think that it starts with, I mean, it's, it, it, as cliche as it is, it starts like within, right? It starts within, like, what what tr- what triggers does, does he have, and, you know, what bothers him about other relationships or relationships he's been in? And then maybe try to get him geared to where once he's aware of his own feelings and stuff, because a lot of people are just turned off to their own shit. Mm -hmm. So once he's aware of his own feelings and how certain things make him feel, blah, 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 I would challenge him to now apply that to other people. And then once once you do that and once you can kind of see situations in public or whatever you can kind of you get to learn this person a little bit you know that this person's probably uncomfortable in this situation yeah or you know you should probably phrase this thing this way to because but it's all in thought of how this person's feeling and how they're gonna feel you know what i mean so i think that it would have to start with himself to do all those things for himself that way he's doing things that make him feel good 
for me it was like you know smoking the actual actual weed right just the flavor and what it would do to me and stuff like that i had this like love hate thing with it and once i realized that like man maybe i shouldn't do that as much it it i feel better about myself right. and blah 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 you know i'm trying to get there right now with uh trying to get back into the working out thing it's been like this crazy thing but yeah it is what it is it's just all about once you're aware of how things make you feel and you're, you're aware of that whole thing existing you do the same thing with other people and next thing you know people are like like i actually gives a fuck yeah. you know Okay, so let's talk about four ways to know if somebody is trying to cuff you. Okay. Because okay. you might be in a situation where maybe somebody's leading you on to make you think like there's a relationship potential and they're just really trying to I have, you know, somebody sit on their lap during Christmas. I bet you these four <laughs> things are going to be really similar to the episode we did on love bombing. Oh, yes. That was a good one. We'll make sure to link that in the episode description so you can check that out because, y'all, we need to protect ourselves from the narcissists out yeah, here in the world. it's really crazy. Okay. Okay. So, uh, because cold weather is here, it's likely that someone is trying to cuff you. Um, they will try to quickly shift both of you into relationship mode before sweater season arrives. So basically, mm. like, if so you feel somebody's trying to, like, kind of accelerate the progress of relationship a little too much, go out to it eat could be something. something. Uh, it could be a little bit of a red flag. So these are four hallmarks of a relationship that's being put on the fast track by someone who is trying to make you their cuffing season partner. Number one, <laughs> let's go. you're spending more and more time together. If a romantic prospect makes a swift effort to fit you into their schedule, they may have their sights set on you for cuffing season. Yeah. Watch for your time together to be integrated into both of your routines as opposed to it feeling like an interruption. Mm. You might notice that in addition to more formal dates, you're doing errands together on your to-do list or being invited to spend time with this person, uh, their friends in a casual setting, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's one thing if they're just trying to integrate m you more into their life. It's another thing if it's just like disruptive to your life, not in a good way. That would be love bombing for yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the disruptive. And the yeah. guilting of like, oh, well, you don't want to spend time with me. Right. I guess I'm just going to find somebody else. Mm. We're not doing that. You don't love me no more? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. The pace of the relationship is accelerating is number two. If you notice this person is trying to advance from one relationship milestone to the next in a compressed period, let's say you go on your first date and then three weeks later you're meeting the parents, they're likely trying to cuff you. Yeah. This is not always a problem, this quick pace, but to use the same example for some couples, meeting family after three weeks might feel appropriate depending on just who y'all are. And for others, it might feel like way too fast. So it's important to check any attempts to accelerate the relationship against your own feelings, expectations, and boundaries. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that one 100%. Yeah. Okay, number three. Your sense of intimacy also progresses quickly. You might notice that a person who's trying to cuff you will aim to get more intimate with you very quickly as a form of fast-tracking your bond. Right. This can range from sexual intimacy to an uptick in caring gestures that demonstrate an intimate knowledge of your wants and needs. Mm -hmm. If a person seems to be much more interested in intimacy and sex than other activities, that may be an indication that their primary goal for cuffing season and for this relationship is physical. Mm. Well, of course. Yeah. Now, that's not necessarily, you know, inherently a problem, but it is important to consider if that's also what you're looking for. If you're not just looking for a physical-only relationship and this person's just hyper-focused on that shit, clearly there's some misalignment there. 
Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, you got to be careful with people's intentions, and you know, you got to be sure about your own intentions too. Yeah, you got to be able to be real and clear with yourself about what you actually want, what you're actually ready for. You know, what stage of that whole journey where you're at on that. You know, if someone comes through and they seem great and they 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 seem nice and blah blah blah, but you're not ready yet, it's okay. Yeah. If they really if they really fuck with you or they really like you, they're gonna they're gonna wait you out. You know, it's that's just kinda how it goes. They're like, okay, how long? And they might not even say that. They might be like, yeah, shit, say less. Just yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hit me up when you're ready, you know, I'll be right, right here. So, uh, yeah. And number four, when someone from the past reappears. If an ex or a previously missed connection emerges suddenly, as soon as the leaves start to drop off of the trees, there is a strong sign that they are eager to cuff you. Uh, you know, it could be an indication that they're looking to bide their time with you and then bench you, you know, once the season's over. Yeah, babe, all of my exes just hit me up. <laughs> They were all like, isn't it crazy though? I literally have had this happen, and not just me, like friends of mine, where it's like once you're in a relationship, shit comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's just like, why? Is there some energetic thing that a person who's in love projects out into the atmosphere that then signals all the fuck boys and the fuck girls to get back in touch? I think it's the people that keep tabs on their exes, though. Uh. That's the thing, you know. It's it's the people that that do that shit. You know, they have other profiles or. You know, whatever the case is, but people have their ways and it's just like, you know, the the people that are aware of like where the other person's at, I have no idea if my, f I don't even know if my, my high school ex is alive. Yeah. So I, I, don't know, I don't know about her. I don't know about the one that I had when I was doing the business and stuff. I don't know where she's at. I mean, obviously we hope they're great, but that's like, that's just the thing. Yeah. And I'm sure they're in the same boat too. I mean, I don't have any social media or anything, but. Like, you know, I don't know. I've had friends that are, like, keeping tabs on. Just waiting for their chance to enter. <laughs> yeah, keep them on the block list and just check them out and reblock them, you know. And that shit's so toxic. Just wait them out. You I know? can't. What it, the fuck? But, you know, people do crazy stuff for love. You know, it's a, it's a wild thing. Well, I think this is why it's also, like, paramount to not introduce your friends and family circle to a person before like it's too early because then you're getting like all these other people involved in a relationship that maybe just don't need to be involved then like you got 
your mom and then his mom being friends on Facebook and then y'all break up and then there's shit talking and there's all fucking kind of crazy toxicness. Yeah. I've definitely seen that. Like my mom is still friends with my high school ex's family on Facebook. Yeah, that's like crazy. He's, he, she just still like, you know, is connected with his grandma and his mom and stuff. And they're always asking about me and like how I'm doing. And I'm just like, this is fucking weird. I remember I remember <laughs> one time like three years, three or four years after I graduated high school and uh, I had already moved. My dad we were talking one time, and he was like, yeah, I ran into, you know, my ex's, uh, he's like, I ran into old girl's parents, you know, at the store, and they were asking about you, and I told him you moved to Florida, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I moved out of that <laughs> fucking town. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine, even still, like, right now, being 31, God, and I then know. still being in my hometown, and I get to see, like, I mean, first things first. Chances are my friends have probably had kids with chicks that I've hooked up with throughout school and blah, 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 right? So it's like, well, we all know that I went to fucking eighth grade dance with you, (laughs) and then you just had three of my boy's kids. This is crazy. (laughs) Small town shit. Yeah, I'm glad I went to a high school where there was 5,000 students. It was pretty much like going to community college. Yeah, my graduation class was 300. Yeah, mine was like 1,200. That was a population of my whole school, there baby. You go. That's <laughs> crazy as fuck. And I only had four grades in my high school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. Okay, so uh, before we wrap this up, I want to give y'all who are out here in these single dating streets some advice on how to have fun during cuffing season without getting your heart broken, okay? And without an STD. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Just like they said in Hangover. Eek. The only thing stays in Vegas except for herpes. That shit will come back damn. with you. Okay, so... Just like any other season of dating, open communication is a must. Hell yeah. Okay? Some people may be looking to cuff up in the traditional sense, you know, having something that just lasts to the spring. However, some people may want more than that. So, in any case, being honest about what you're looking for up front and continuing to speak up if your intentions change are paramount to having a safe and fun Season. And be honest with yourself. Remember, always be honest with yourself before anybody else. That's yes. all that really matters. As long as you know what's going on, you're good. Absolutely. So to start that conversation, make sure you're vocalizing your intentions and desires and ask exactly what the other person expects in terms of timing and commitment. Um, ask questions like, you know, where do you see this going? How far do you see this going? Is our relationship just convenient for you? Anything that's going to give you some indication on like how serious or not this whole thing is, is going to be very useful information so you know how to move forward. I have a quick story about that real fast. Yeah. So during one of my dating escapades, um, back when I was 27 when I first got out of the long relationship, I was hanging out with this trick. She like worked next to the work that the job that I was working at at the time, whatever. We hit it off. It was very mutual. There was no we understood what the assignment was, you know, at least whatever. Um, and then one day it was like, hey, you know, come with me and my brother and his girlfriend to like I forget what it was, like some type of like sh- a festival show thing or something. So I'm like, cool, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. The brother didn't like press me or anything. It was fine. And then like literally a week later, <coughs> she hits me up with this like long ass text about like, you know, you don't, <coughs> excuse me. She's like, you don't really care about me. You just you're like using me for sex. Like you don't ever ask me how my day's going. And then like, it'll be a few days before I hear from you. And, I make it a point to check on you every day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, like you got you got a little, yeah, you got a little lost in the sauce. I I thought that we were cool about that. There were certain habits that 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 I didn't like about her. And like, I didn't really like her 
lifestyle and stuff either, but I thought it was just we were just having fun. It's what adults do. But right. then I, all of a sudden, out of the out of nowhere. So anyway, be Keep honest. With feelings. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the other person too. That way, you don't end up like that. Well, and I think you know what stops a lot of people from asking those hard questions is the fear that they're not gonna like the answer to that question. When right. somebody you ask somebody, "Hey, how f- serious do you see this being?" and they're like, "Well, this is a fucking hookup. I don't know what you thought this was, right?" So. It's often more fun to like just live in the expectation and the la la land than it is to actually like know what the situation actually is. But what's the point in wasting your time by not knowing exactly what is going on? Yeah, and I feel like people have like tried to like wait me out or something. You know, I feel like people have been like, you know, even if I am honest with them, I feel like they're like. Well, I'll just play I'll my. Be the one I'll just play my role, and then like next thing you know, he'll blink, and it'll have been six months, and I'll pretty much be able to be like, "Hey, I've got stuff at your house. We've been together for like six months. I know you didn't ask me to be your girl, but technically I'm your girl now." And be like, "Oh, so you finessed your way <laughs> into this thing? Then I'm gonna blink in five years from now. I've got two kids running around the house and a ring on the finger that you don't remember putting there." Jesus. <laughs> Yes. So just keep it real, y'all, on both sides. And I think it's also important um, not to ignore your physical safety in the name of cuffing season. Before you meet somebody new, make sure that you're telling a friend where you're going. Yes. Choose a public place like a bar, a coffee shop, or a park. And if you're meeting somebody from a dating app, please, for the love of God, video chat first. Yes. If you want to know who the fuck you're actually meeting up with, um, don't get catfished. And the, the three date rule. So all, all the guys out there that are getting set up by these chicks, um, you know, you're talking to this chick for a day or two that you guys go out to dinner. Then all of a sudden she's like, come back to my house or whatever. And she's got her baby daddy and his brother waiting to jump you and mm-hmm. take your stuff. Yep. And you, listen, we talked about in the last episode, but do that. B- both men and women, the three date rule. Meet up with them, public place, hang out with them, regardless of the temptation. Try to make it last two or three times because if someone's there with bad intentions to rob you or whatever, they are not going to go through three different dates and then all of the talking that it takes in between those dates. Yep. It's not going to be worth it to stay st- to steal your Invicta watch. It's just not going to happen. Yes. And so. last but not least, because you don't need a gift that keeps on giving, please have a plan for birth control and sexually transmitted infections because, yeah. you know, like you said, Everything stays in Vegas except herpes. Yeah, I was always more worried about uh, an STD than I was a child. As a, as a young guy, I mean, you know, regardless of the fact that my parents had me as a young, young, I always thought that like a kid was something that's, it is what it is, it's expected, whatever. But man, for me, I was always worried about a good old dick drip. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was not ready for any of that shit. I, I, I heard razor blades when you piss, and I was like, I'm good. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> We're it. We're not doing that. Yeah, I don't care how good that shit feels. I'm, I'm good. I, 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 I'm much rather put the rain jacket on. See, I got one on right now. <laughs> All right, y'all. So good luck to everybody who is out here dating in cuffing season. Uh, please be safe, smart, and uh, there's no such thing as a bad question. That's true. Yep. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we will catch you guys next week's episode. Wait, aren't we doing the Reddit thread? Who just got us on? Well, you just said before we let you go. Oh, no, I mean, You were wrapping it up. You didn't say anything about a Reddit thread. You wrapped it up earlier. Wait, 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 wait. I meant, like, wrapping up this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're doing this in real time, y'all. Okay, so to wrap this segment (laughs) up, 
be safe and smart during cuffing season. And, you know, it's fine if you want to have a little short-term fling. But it's also fine if you're just like, nah, I don't want to do that shit. I'm going to be continuing to date intentionally and, uh, you know, see what happens. Right. All right. Now, Reddit today. We've got two. Yes, this is right. Okay. All right, babe. I'm going to let you handle these. You want to let me read them? Oh, geez. Yes. All right. Here we go. Am I the asshole for throwing a tantrum at my husband after finding out he has a Facebook dating profile? Oh, God. Wow. First of all, I didn't even know that was a thing. Facebook has a dating function? Oh, they've got to have it. It's yeah. Of course, they got to have it. I mean, isn't Elon trying to do that with X? He is. So it, yeah. is, what it is what it is. All right. All right. I, 28-year-old female, have been with my 34-year-old male partner for four years, and we got married last year. We moved to the UK, far away from our home country, looking for a better life and future. Our relationship has always been strong, with the occasional minor disputes as we started long distance and eventually got married and moved in together in the UK. Last night, he was sitting next to me, scrolling through Facebook and showing me random stuff. He clicked on his notifications, and I saw a suggestion of a potential female match on Facebook dating. I asked him, what's that? He started laughing and said, oh, it's nothing. Facebook added this dating feature, but I didn't create a profile, so I don't know why I got the notification. I started yelling, how can you explain getting a dating profile while you're married? And how would you get a a suggestion of a potential match if you didn't create a profile in the first place? He started gaslighting me and saying, it's not my fault that Facebook added this feature to my account and didn't do it to yours. I didn't, cr- I didn't create a profile. The app added my personal details that are shown on my, pro- my personal profile. I didn't cheat on you, and I never will. Why do you always thrive on creating problems at night when you know I have to wake up early for a long day at work tomorrow? I was baffled and shocked. I started crying because I felt my trust in him literally shattering. I told him it's over between us, and I can never trust him again, but he kept saying that I should stop creating problems with him. So am I the asshole? Trigger. I really need to fucking investigate this because I do not for a second believe that Facebook will just automatically set up a dating profile for you because they have your info. That for me feels like a huge fucking lawsuit. It is a lawsuit. There's right no there. way. That guy right there could do a class action right away and be like, dude, you literally ended my marriage over some shit that I didn't even ask for. This Bullshit. is like that's the type of shit that would make people delete their profile in the first pl- in the first place. If that was like a real thing. I mean, fellas, you need to get on your Facebook and make sure that you don't have anything going on. Cause First of all, you need to actually turn that on. It says you need to start the Facebook app, tap menu, scroll down to dating, tap dating, tap get started, set up your fucking profile. Absolutely not, sir. You are the asshole for having a dating profile when you're, whole, you're fucking married. You're a yeah. whole ass husband. I feel like I literally I would just be sitting at dinner. And that would be my boy, and I would <laughs> just be like, I'd be like, you fucked up on this one, buddy. Yeah. You fucked up bad on this one. I got to just sit here and watch you take fire. I can't no even do way. anything. There's nothing I can say. She's calling you out. She's literally giving you the stuff. I on have how you the did instructions it. right here on how to set this shit up. Yeah. You have to tap a lot of fucking buttons for this to happen, okay? Yeah, we need a big triple shot of. Of whiskey over here to the <laughs> table for my guy here because he's he's done. Is it grounds for divorce? Uh, I I won't say it's grounds for a divorce, but it's grounds for her to get the phone and go through the whole bullshit. Mm. It, that's what it is. If he's genuine, whatever the fuck, whatever, then DMs, he, then be like, here, take my phone. You know what I mean? Mm. 
I mean, you've got access to my shit, right? At, at any time, the password's been the same since yeah, we got together. You have and my Facebook profile on your phone because you use Facebook Marketplace. I use Facebook Market. This is how serious I am about no social media. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's um, like I'm not even. And it's funny. My dad was talking about that too when we were at the house. He's, he's like, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with Twitter. I'm not gonna be. I don't want anybody to find me. So I'm like, I'm here for this. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, she's not the asshole. She has every right to blow up, and your husband sounds like a fucking cheater. It, it just like it seems like it just seems like you know when you move when you move like that you know I don't I don't move like a cheater right I mean I see pretty women in public and stuff but that's that's fine like I'm not here over here thirsting and like <laughs> like you know the porn thing is huge you know I don't I really don't even partake in that and it's like for me I don't know I, I don't know what it is I guess people. You know, they get so sucked into, you know, years of it or whatever. I, I'm not quite sure. but I think it's of a lot of the instant gratification nature of our culture, especially if you do have social media. Like, there's always some new ass being thrown in your face by the algorithm. And I think it gives people this false sense of illusion that they just have, like, way more options than they actually do. But the dating thing is crazy because it's like that that's the behavior that she needs to be worried about is the fact that he was willing to go that far with it. Yeah. And the fact that, like she needs to talk her shit to him and be like bro you're not even good at this <laughs> you're not even good at what you're trying to do right. you're a fucking joke <laughs> you're a fucking coward like you don't even know how to cheat you right. like make him feel dumb as hell about that shit and he'd be like you're right i am kind of i am kind of a fucking idiot you're right i'm showing you my face hey babe look at my oop what's that notification ah, i didn't create yeah, that yeah then you're going to proceed fucking to fucking literally told her. on yourself bro shit is done if you're going to cheat you need to you, you need to be born and bred a cheater born and bred a liar it, i think it, a it, lot of people are it, especially men come from those households it, 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 you have to be committed to the yeah. shit through and through it's a bernie madoff thing bro you got to take that shit to the they have to get you on film, right? It's 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 no, no, no. It's deny, deny. That was my deny. ex, though. My yeah. ex, and he would always use the excuse that, like, his parents cheated on each other, so yeah. he didn't know how to have healthy relationships. Once it all breaks down. He got yeah. taken to the dates with the fucking flings, and I'm like, right. okay, Once so that's it all the breaks down. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like the, the fact that he did all that, I mean, uh, that just goes to show that if he has one one person, one chick that even says, I, I know you're married, it's fine. And one chick, she's she doesn't even have to be prettier than, than the wife. It just has to be some, he would probably prefer it if, it if it was some chick that wasn't as pretty as his wife, right? Just have some shit that they go get hotel rooms and stuff whenever he's supposed to be at work. It's crazy, the yeah. fact that he did the dating thing and then the fact that he tried to play it off and he, he's treating his wife like she's stupid. Trying to be like, well, you know, uh, you know how Facebook is, babe. You know they're just gonna yeah, make. Yeah, they just set it up. They're just gonna make it for you. Yeah, did they go on marketplace and sell your shit for you too? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know how the the side table got on there. The fucking forty dollars. I don't know. How, guys coming at seven. Oh shit! It's just Facebook things. I'm done. I'm done using it. All right. Oh gosh. All right. He Let's hop into a, the next thread. He's he, a piece of shit. He, diver <laughs> he you deserve to lose the house, lose half your 401k, lose the babies, <laughs> and you deserve alimony and child support payments that are about 1800 a month. Garnished wages, trailer park living, ruined life. That's you're on your way. <laughs> Fucking you ever seen one of those old U-Haul vans for like 3 grand on on marketplace? <laughs> you're about to throw a twin mattress in the back of that shit. All right, so. Woosah, 
I'm sorry. I'm just. These guys gonna have to get by. They're taking everything I make. They're taking everything. I got fifty dollars for the month. All right, all right. I've been in Florida for too long. Florida does not fucking play about their child support. They come for you. They, they, if if you have child support in Florida, you're basically an illegal immigrant for real. You have to go fucking hack up orange trees with machetes, bro, with a sweatshirt wrapped around your head. All right. So am I the asshole for breaking up with my girlfriend after she rejected my proposal twice? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I can't fucking <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Hack in the machine. So many visuals. So many visuals. Around the floor. Ooh, uh, all right. Let's take two. <laughs> <laughs> Getting close. You're going to touch the devil's book. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay. Am I the asshole for breaking up with my girlfriend after she rejected my proposal twice? Right. Sierra and I have been dating for four years. I absolutely, I absolutely love her and felt like she was my soulmate. I knew I wanted to propose two years into dating, but decided to wait one more year so that, c- that I could get in a better situation financially. Last year, I proposed. It was a private proposal on the beach where we went, we went, uh, where we went on our first date. Okay. She looked at me and said, I want to marry you, but not right now. She said she wasn't in the right space personally to get engaged and to give, to give her some time. That stung, but I was okay with it. After all, I put off proposing so I can be in a good position. It's only fair I give her the chance. Okay. It's been a year since then, and I decided to, propo- to propose again. This time I asked our friends to help me set it up because I wanted to do something nicer. Basically, he wanted to force her into a situation where she felt pressured to say oh. yes. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, but that's what it feels like. Right. So she saw the roses and everything. Then I got down on one knee and, and sh- asked her to marry me. Oh, wait. Sorry. Fucked it up. Trying to be <laughs> funny. All right, help me set it up because I want to do something nicer. We orchestrated a nice dinner and a proposal in front of a nice fountain in the city's botanical gardens. Everything was ready, dinner went great, and we went to the fountain. She saw the roses and everything, and then I got down on one knee and asked her to marry me. She she teared up and told me, not just yet. This stung really bad. I knew I wanted her in my life forever, but this is the second time she turned me down. I asked her why, and she told me the same thing as last year. I asked her if someone was holding her back, maybe family or friend. And she just said, I just want to make sure that this will work. This hurt me more than the two rejections. I told her if after four years she isn't sure, then what the hell will make her sure? She asked me to give her time, and I told her no. I told her that I'm not going to keep wasting my time and love if she's not gonna if she's going to keep saying no. Damn. I told her that I can't do this anymore. She began begging me not to leave and said, fine, I'll marry you. Just please don't go. That made me mad, but I didn't say anything, and I left. My phone has been blowing up with some of our friends, her parents, and her telling me that I'm an asshole for throwing away a four-year relationship because she said no and that I was being a big baby. She just needs some time. The other half of our friends aren't on my side, but they're not on hers either. I don't think that I'm an asshole for this. Did I overreact? Am I an asshole? If so, how much more time am I supposed to give her? We're both 29 years old. The second proposal wasn't done in front of my friends. They just helped me plan it. It was just her and I. We added. We had discussed marriage shortly before I proposed the first time. She was into it and even told me that she couldn't see herself with anyone else. She seemed eager about the idea of marriage, which is why I was shocked the first time and then angry the second time. Hmm. I I gotta I gotta say, you know, the fact that 
she she's not willing to settle but until he's r- until he's willing to leave and then all of a sudden she's willing to flip the sh- the switch and she's willing to settle okay fine I'll marry you just don't leave that's the definition of settling mm. and she's fought settling mm-hmm. literally to his face twice which takes a lot of courage yeah. I couldn't imagine I'm not a woman I couldn't even imagine getting proposed to um regardless if it's intimate or not and then still saying no you know it's usually a thing that you say yes to, mm-hmm. and then later on, after the shenanigans, you're kind of like, hey, I was in shock. I thought about it. Let's wait. Or let's be engaged for five years. <laughs> Some shit like that, you know? But the fact that she was able to stand up to it twice and be like, no, I'm, I'm a strong woman. I mm-hmm. believe in myself. This is what I know I'm worth. Mm-hmm. This isn't it. This isn't it. And then when he's like, all right, well, then I'm done wasting my time. Because it is true. You only have your youth for so long. Yeah. So if you waste your your I like to call it 20 years, between 20 and, and 40. If you waste those 20 years trying to figure out who you want to be and where you want to go, blah, 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 at least as a man, you're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. So I get his point, but, you know, the, I think that I think it would have been better if she was like, I understand you're upset about this, but I do want to wait, blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't think that she should have been like, okay, fine, let's get married just yeah. so you don't leave. Because that right there for me as him, I would have been like, that's the third one for me right there. Like, I don't even want to ask you now because I know the next time you're just you're just saying it because this mm. is the third time. I'm going to have this insecurity in the relationship. Yeah. of like, is she just using me as a placeholder until she finds something better? Yeah. And like, if she doesn't want to get married to you, she definitely doesn't want to have your babies. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like you can kiss that out the window. Mm-hmm. And if he's the type of guy who's like wanting to do this so he can, you know, that's like his little route. You know, I find a girl, I get married, I want to have babies. And maybe she sees all that and she's just like, no, we're not doing that. Would you have stayed together after the first proposal rejection? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I would have been shocked like he was, right? Because she was all hooping hooping and hollering about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that I think there's something else going on. He might have bad habits, bad hygiene, bad dick. There's there's something going on that, that that is enough for her to be like. She doesn't feel secure. Yeah, there's something that, that there's something there that's enough for her to be like, no. Yeah. For real. At that moment too, that's like, yeah. damn. Like that's that's the thing. So yeah. it's like that tells me that she would probably say no if she found out she was pregnant too. She'd probably be like, no. So I think the conclusion is that it. he's not the asshole. He is protecting his peace. Yeah, he's not the asshole, and neither is she. Yeah, I think it's just brutal honesty, maybe on both sides. Where it's just like, okay, we're four years in, but do we want to just keep wasting each other's time? I mean, chances are he's a short king. (laughs) How did this short king shit come up? What were we watching? Some YouTube or something. Oh, yeah, the dude was walking around like downtown Houston or something asking couples questions or whatever. And there was a dude that was like a little gymnast guy. (laughs) And he was with, it would look like Lord Farquaad and Fiona. (laughs) And then he was all like, He's like, how do you feel about being with a chick smaller or a dude smaller than you? And then the dude came up and he was like, short king. (laughs) (laughs) Janice thought it was funny. I'm like, the whole concept of it is like. Your dad's a short king. My father is not that short. He's like 5'7". That's like average height for a man. Is it really? Short king is like. Oh, shit. I thought that anything below. I thought average height for a man was like 5'10". No, sir. You are mistaken. You're just up there living in the clouds. Damn. The average height of a man is 5'7". So anything below 5'7 is a short king. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Anything below 5'7", my child. You're my son. (laughs) 
giving Napoleon complex. You're my motherfucking stepson. He's giving Napoleon complex. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to the Napoleon movie, by the way. We haven't seen it, but her parents did. I know yeah, it's going to be it. good. It's going to be it's going to be so good. You guys need to go check that out. Yes. All right. So this has been a really fun episode. Thank you for joining us back after our little holiday break. Uh, we want to encourage you to continue to share the podcast. Um, I love getting the messages about folks who are like, oh, my God, you guys are like hilarious. Thank you. Yeah. The, uh, I appreciate you. When we were in New when we were in New York. So Florida doesn't have recreational um, use down here for the fun, whatever, right? And so in New York, when w- I made it a point to like go to a regular smoke shop and tr- you know go ahead and get my hands on something. Since it's legal. Yeah, since it's legal, and boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, I was. <laughs> it's night and day. Yeah, we were riding. You were riding. Riding okay. good there. For I don't. A while. I can't deal with it. My, the way my anxiety is set up, I'm like, I need to be in control of my physical at all times. So, uh, you know. Shout out to the folks that like to partake in mind-bending activities. It's not for me, but no yeah, judgment was, here. Uh, it had me feeling like I was in high school again. <laughs> I was like, God damn. I was like, this is the <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, this is why it's important to register to vote because <laughs> we are coming up for an election season. And if you want politicians that are going to legalize the things that are important to you, you got to get involved. And listen, <laughs> you know, you don't have to feel the pressure to vote. Uh, the my grandfather's a pretty big stickler about it. He's he's a, he's a big uh, he's a military guy though, so they kind of indoctrinate them with that. Fox News guy. <laughs> he's a uh, he, but um, but he he always says like, if you if you aren't active enough or educated enough to vote, you know, in like your small town politics, like your your city shit that happens, I guess, like every two years or whatever. He's like, if you're not really paying attention to that, then you don't really have any worries about what's going on with the president. Mm-hmm. He's like, because the stuff that's happening in your city and your county, that every two years shit, that's like what you're actually going to feel. Yeah, that's right. True. That's what you're going to feel that you're contributing to. You're going to actually might see the changes. But versus that federal shit and all that stuff, I'm not saying one way or the other, but it's just like. 2024 is going to be a big mental health year for a lot of people because Facts. we saw how polarizing it was in 2016. I mean, 2020, yeah. Uh, right, the 2021 was was crazy, but so it, it's just you know everybody kind of brace up for that because I know a lot of people are already. I know there's factories in China that are cranking out a bunch of fucking merch right now for <laughs> you know both sides for both sides, yeah. man. And I'm telling you, it's going to be like a Super Bowl for the whole year. And, and I'm avoiding the news at all costs. Yeah, we have to ride that whole shit out literally right after New Year. Like January 1st is going to be like, dun, 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 dun. We need therapists. 24. ASAP. Election year, 24. Better help, y'all. We're going to need better help 2024 <laughs> and beyond. So, again, a reminder, if you want to subscribe and get 10% off of your first month of BetterHelp uh, therapy, just go to betterhelp.com slash corazón. Yep. Make sure you're following us on Le TikTok and Le Instagram. Corazon Chronicles podcast. Make sure that you are sending us messages with topics you want to hear about. If you have a crazy ass story that you want us to discuss, like we discussed the Reddit threads on the show, would love to hear your crazy ass stories. And head over to YouTube and check out my little YouTube channel that I started. It's called Ray's Garage. That's R E Y S Garage. So Ray's Garage, R E Y S. I got three videos on there so far of the truck that I'm working on, buying, fixing up, and selling. So you guys check it out. Tell your husbands to check it out. You know, Um, it's not anything that I'm I'm just kind of documenting what I do. And it is kind of like a side. I mean, it is a side hustle. You know, it might take 
two or three months to get one of the projects done. But in theory, the goal is to have maybe five or six projects going and try to move one every single couple weeks. So. That's so fun. The world of content creation. There Hell you yeah. are. Yep. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, make sure to follow, subscribe, and share. We'll see you soon. See you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.